With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where do you go? All right, welcome into another Auburn Live show. It is Saturday morning. Appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, I'm Justin Hokinson from AuburnLive.com. I'm with me as always on Saturday morning. It's the Modcast. That means Jeffrey Lee and Cole Pinkston joining us to talk anything and everything Auburn football, basketball, recruiting, all of that good stuff. Uh, fellas, how are you on this bye, on this bye week, this bye mm. Saturday, that's what I'll say. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend. Depressing. It's a little depressing for me. I, I look forward Depressed? to yeah. Oh, wow. Cole, you're still young, buddy. You'll learn to appreciate these bye weeks. <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, I'm. 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 I'm going to enjoy watching a little bit of mm-hmm. a little bit of football. Um, uh, well, let's yeah. let's talk about um, the team a little bit. By the way, everybody that's joining us, go to AuburnLive.com and subscribe. If you aren't, it's still it's still ten bucks for a year, which is is going to go away soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's it's. Uh, it's a crazy good deal. So make sure you jump on that if you haven't already. Um, all right, Auburn by week. Couldn't have come at a better time. Um, win that game and maybe getting some guys healthy. Um, let's just start with some some broad thoughts, kind of when we, you have a chance to catch your breath and think about where this team at is, Jeffrey, and uh, where the season's at. You know, I, I think eight and four, like going into the year, is pretty much where everybody was kind of at. Like eight and four would be good. Eight and four seems doable. That seems like that would be good. Um, like, are you still there? Eight and four seems almost more impressive now because of how good Arkansas Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Like, where where are you at? Like right now with, with this team? Eight, eight and four. Eight and four is is the pinnacle. Uh, is about as good as it's going to get this year. Um, I think anything better than that is phenomenal season. I still think eight and four is a is a great season in first year at Auburn with, with the guys that he has, uh, the cupboard that he was left, uh, the moves that he made in the transfer portal, uh, some late signings in this class, um, making impacts. Uh, I think it's been overall, I, I'm encouraged. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, impressed. I mean, if they wanted Penn state and, you know, gave Georgia a better fight then yeah, we're talking, you know, but I, but I'm very encouraged in what I've seen, what first half four and two, First half of the season, is that right? Five, five and two? two? Yeah. Five and two. Yeah, five, yeah. Five and two. Uh, yeah, with five, with five to go. Um, so, I think encourage is the best way for me to describe what I've seen so far from the staff, from Brian Harson. Um, been some ups and downs, obviously. I thought going into Arkansas last weekend was uh, – that was big. I, I thought that was a big win. And uh, got Ole Miss next week. Another tough one, man. And I, you know, Cole probably knows more than me, but man, I hate. I don't like the matchup with Ole Miss. I don't have a lot of confidence in Auburn's secondary. We saw what a good quarterback did to him in Penn State. So, you know, if Auburn were to get Ole Miss, if if Auburn could win out 
uh, I'll give Texas A&M and Alabama. Those are my two losses that I'm checking on the box right now. Auburn wins the rest of them, eight and four. Probably a decent, what, Capital One Bowl or whatever it is now. What the hell are the yeah. bowls now? Yeah, Capital One Gator. or Gator or – yeah. Outback, obviously. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be a, it's a fun, great, great season. Great stepping stone, great foundation for the staff first year. Uh, but those are, games are not going to be easy. I mean, you miss, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, uh, South Carolina, they ought to be able to go on the road and handle them. But uh, those three, I, I feel like you've got to win. Where you at, Cole? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you, Jeffrey, on, on, on the Ole Miss matchup. I don't really like that one for Auburn either, but I will say uh, I think the secondary has come a little bit of a ways since the Penn State game. I think they've gotten better. Uh, yeah. One, one of the things that stood out to me in the Arkansas game was uh, Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, was he was standing in the pocket for a long time sometimes. The pass rush wasn't getting home. That tells me covers downfield was pretty good. So, I mean, they're one of the most efficient passing teams in the country too. Arkansas. So to me, that was a good sign. I mean, you know, you can't see if you're just watching on TV, you can't see how well the coverage is downfield, but that tells you that it was at least pretty good, good enough for him not to feel comfortable throwing the football. So I think they've gotten better and, and, uh, you know, they had to do that before they played Ole Miss because they'll tear you apart in the secondary if you're not, if you're not ready for them. So, but yeah, the season as a whole, I think it's going pretty well. I think one of the things that's interesting is the guys that he's brought in are making impacts, like you said. Um, that's his eval. You know, that's that's the thing we heard about him. He's a good evaluator. So, he's bringing in guys that are playing. And, you know, Marcus Harris, uh, hmm. he's playing he, really well right Leota. now. Leota. Yeah, Eku Leota. Um, Demetrius Robertson had the deep ball in the last week. And they're starting to figure out how to use those guys. And those guys, you know, obviously – they knew what Harson wanted from them when they came to Auburn. The the guys that were already there had to learn, you know, along the way, and still are in some cases, from what you know, what I understand. But that's uh, what he's done so far is pretty good. I I want to see how he finishes out. I mean, because he's got some good pieces on the team. I think just not it's not everything he wants it to be right now, and that's obvious. Sure. So you know, seeing how he finishes out will will tell you how good he is at making adjustments. And his coaching staff. You know, Cole, speaking of Demetrius Robertson, we talked, you know, we haven't gotten to talk since the Arkansas game. But so let me go ahead and th throw this out there. And I'm sure everybody's uh, talked about this ad nauseum by now. But how about the freaking receivers, man? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, what, what what would this season look like? Not saying that the wins and losses would be any different. But, man, it was so nice to watch a game. And I think Landon King had a drop. Yeah, he did. He had a maybe I, that's the only one I can remember off the top of my head. Everybody else was catching the football. They were moving the ball. It made such a big difference. Um, yeah. And I, you're going, man, that's what you expect. You know, a, a 95% catch rate um, yeah. at, at the least. So I'll, I'll give I'll give the freshman uh, a drop on the road. Yeah. It's amazing how much better Bo Nix looks, too. Isn't it? Woo! Leaps and bounds. But that's what we wanted to see. I think we said going into this game, we want to see him not drop footballs. We want to see Tank have a damn game. No, not many turn, no turnovers or, uh, you know, bad penalties. And 
it was kind of what we got, and we saw Auburn. Did Auburn trail in that? Yeah, they trailed, didn't they? Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. 14-3 to or something like that. Or, it, no, it was the, the last. 14 Yeah, it was the, it was the last. They scored the last, right before half and coming out of half, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. Uh, but other than that, man, I, I I was very impressed with that win. I was very impressed with the wide receivers, with Bo Nix, uh, with the offensive line. I thought it was one of Auburn's better games that we've seen this season just from beginning to end. It wasn't obviously pretty. I mean, at some points, um, not perfect at all, but very – I thought that was a big win, a, a big performance by everybody. I, that's the receivers that we want to see day, uh, week in and week out. If we yep. see those receivers catch the ball with that catch rate um, throughout the season, I think eight and four is at the, the worst that they can do. Really, yep. I really yeah. do. I agree. Yeah, I think I think before the season, eight and four looks more impressive to me now because I think Ole Miss is better than or or I guess is it you know we were we were thinking Ole Miss was going to be better but we weren't sure yeah and they're they look really good yep. Arkansas I don't think anybody thought now Arkansas has lost three in a row but I still think we would say that's a good football team they lost to Georgia oh yeah Auburn and a one point loss Shit, they were ranked, Ole Miss I mean they were a tough top, stretch they were top ten three weeks ago. Yeah, they yeah. beat A and M. Like, don't like. Yeah. I know Arkansas lost three in a row, and now people might say, "Well, maybe Arkansas isn't that good." No, that's still a good mm. team. That's still a good uh, team. Uh, um, yep. And so I think eight and four now looks better than not eight and four before the season to, to me. Um, and so I, you know, I think where Auburn's at is 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 a pretty good, pretty good place. I mean, we kind of talked about like how would you gauge this season? Bo Nix clearly uh, is developing. Slowly but surely, he, he's looking better. Um, there's still plenty of issues, but I think some of that might be roster. X, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, Jimmy and Joe's kind of stuff. Um, look, <clears throat> you just mentioned um, um, uh, Bo Nix. I think, Cole, you just talked about, or both y'all just talked about how much better Bo Nix looks when, when guys drop the ball, when guys catch the ball. Um, yeah. And I mentioned that. I thought it was such a good point because – Brian Harson at least twice this year, after Penn State and in this this past Wednesday, when asked about Bo Nix, at least twice, probably more, when asked about Bo Nix, he has made it a point to be like to answer the question about Bo. Hey, how's Bo improving? What about what about that game from Bo Nix? Whatever, and made it a point to say, yeah, but like it, it takes everybody. So after Penn State, somebody asked him about Bo Nix. He said, well, everybody's got to play better. Like I. I, we, there was a lot of mistakes out there, you know, and then on Wednesday it was talk about Bo Nix's improvement. He was like, well, Bo's doing good, but the whole team, the whole offense did well. Yeah. And um, he's made, made it a point to, to, to do that. I think it's smart because he's saying, I mean, basically he's saying, look, if, if we win, it's not all because of Bo Nix. And if we lose, it's not all because of Bo Nix. Right on. I mean, Brian Harson's been really smart. I think about like when people are trying, Bo Nix just gets so much attention. And he's mm. tried to, I think, say, yeah, yeah, Bo's done well, but like other guys did well too. And it's amazing, like you said, it's amazing how Bo looks better when people catch the ball and block for him and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, I, somebody was asking me the other day, I think it was like, I think we have a good picture of Bo Nix now. Like, I think we have enough information to make fair evaluations of Bo Nix on what he's responsible for and what he's not responsible for and what he can't control and what he can control. Um, and to be really, really fair to him. And I, I like how Brian Harson has approached not just Bo, but the team in terms of um, not too high, not too low about what they've done. Um, I think it was, I don't know where he said it, 
just a couple of days ago, maybe after the game, um, somebody's talking about, you know, hey, coming off this Arkansas game, big win or whatever. And he's like, he's like, look, we don't think we have anything figured out. He goes, we don't think we have anything figured out. We're just trying to get better. And uh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I like his approach so far. I don't know how it's all going to turn out years down the road, but I like I like how he's how he approaches and like his demeanor and mentality. I would like to play for a guy like that. I feel like guys are going to be, mm. you know, pretty in tune, good or bad with, with what's going on under control, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell he's, he's very, you know, he says it all the time, but it, it looks like the team as a whole are starting to come together and do this, the little things better than we've seen them do in a while, you know, uh, even to me, the offensive line, you know, I, I watch the offensive line real close. That's what I'm always, you know, keying on. Uh, they're starting to get movement against, you know, defensive fronts that are supposed to be better than them, according to, you know, rankings or whatever, preseason stuff. They're not doing it consistently, but they're getting better because they're doing the things, you know, that Coach Friend and all them are, are, are teaching them. And you can see it. They're getting their hat on the right place. They're getting their hands or shooting their hands or coming off the ball better. And then you, you add Killian Zaire or Zero, however you say his name, in place for Troxel, who I thought was probably the most consistent offensive lineman so far this year. And he comes in and plays really well. So, yeah. Did he? I mean, I mean did you? Did you, I mean, I know he was named player of the week, but like I, I didn't obviously watch. Oh, yeah. Great yeah, offensive I watched him lineman. Pretty close. That's the one position that I can't like. You know, yeah. like yeah. people ask me on the board, like, what'd you, you know, what'd you think about, you know, I'm like, dude, I, I'm not even going to pretend that I can watch a, a lineman and, t- and grade him out, man. That's just not going to happen. Well, some of the things he did just to me, he looks like the most athletic guy on the offensive line. That doesn't always mean he's going to be the best offensive lineman, but he looks like what I mean by that is he's coming off the ball quicker than everybody else. He's able to climb to the second level quicker they had him out on the toss play as the lead blocker a few times, and he was, you know, making blocks in space. And that's why he's playing left tackle, by the way, because he is the most athletic guy. So uh, there's a few times in the zone run game where he came off the ball, got a great hit on the either the down lineman he was in front of or the linebacker, and then fell off of him because he's just not used to running those blocks yet. So it's it's a great start. I, I just like a lot of the things that I saw from him. He's got to, you know, he's got to continue to get better. But he's got the tools, is what I'm trying to say, and and he and he did some things that you know opened up some plays that went to his side, especially on those toss plays. He was really good in space. So and Troxel doesn't move that well in space, but he's been really good as a pass protector as the season's gone on and as in the run game too. So you know, as good as the offensive line has been, he's been one of the better ones. So yeah, I just think he stepped in and did really well, and that was a big reason for Auburn's success. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. So, so Carson said Troxel is kind of, you know, banged up. We talked about on the board knee issues, still hate it for him. Um, but it definitely sounds like even when Troxel's healthy, um, that, that it'll be a competition now between those those two guys, um, which is always a good thing. Well, competition's always a good thing, I guess. Um, you wish you had – starters that were that were that good you know but but um competitions i guess never a never a bad thing um you got to get owen papo back man like he's missed four games now zacoby mclean and chandler wooten had to have been 
hooked up to IVs after that Arkansas game. I mean, 90 plays, 25 tackles between mm. the two. Um, they need Papo back, especially against Ole Miss. If he doesn't play against Ole Miss, ooh, um, those two, the, that, that, that worries me. I actually think I like Auburn's chances against Ole Miss, but without Papo, that worries me because they're going to play up tempo. They're going to run the ball. And, and if, if McLean and Wooten are ha- have to go another 90 snaps or something, um, yeah, I don't know how you make up for that in, in that game. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could maybe play – maybe Steiner or Cam Riley could steal you some snaps, but, but we know that those guys aren't quite ready. I don't know. Yeah, you, you got to have your leader back. You really need him for this home stretch. And the defense has been pretty damn good. I, I, you know, the last four games without him, uh, definitely want to, you got to have him back because this is probably what the best offense. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's, want your best yeah, defenders yeah. back for the best offense you're going to face. Best passing attack. Well, I, honestly, they run the football well too. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of things yeah. well. So, yeah, I, I thought I thought we'd see a little bit more rotation with with uh, some of the younger guys at linebacker, but I'm pretty sure. Wooten and McLean played every snap in that game. So, man, about that, everyone certainly. A, I mean, to make that many tackles, yeah. I mean, fifteen tackles for for uh, for Zacoby and, and ten for for Chandler. I think, you, I think you called that, Justin, didn't you? What? I think you said Zacoby was going to have fifteen tackles. <laughs> I thought he was on his way to twenty at one mm-hmm. point. I'm like, good yeah. gosh. Yeah, he's all over the place. But they um, they do. They keep him in the box. I mean, they they keep they keep him and Wooten right there, and and I don't I don't think I ever saw him leave the game. And I mean, you know, if he can handle that, that's good. But you'd you'd like to have a better rotation, especially when Papo comes back. That's I think makes your defense all the more better, right? Yeah. Um, hey, somebody asked an interesting question on on the board, and I, I answered it in the in the ask and answered uh, piece on, on AuburnLive.com, but I'd be curious to know what y'all got, y'all thought, because I thought it was a good question. And that was, who are guys that have surprised you, both good or bad? Who are guys that were like, oh, a little better than I thought? And, and then who are some guys you're like, huh, thought, I thought I, thought I was going to see more of him? Obviously, you know, obviously there's somebody like Drayshawn Miller that you're going, what in the world? Um, you know, but – who are some of those guys for, for, for you, Jeffrey? I'll start with you. Is there anybody um, like mine? I think I wrote about my, mine were, you know, Eco Leota yeah. was, was a pleasant surprise. Um, Marcus Harris to some degree. Yeah. I hear you. Pretty good. More so uh, with Leota though. Yeah. Leota's really, I mean, he, yeah. he's, I did not, he's good. He's a really good player. Really he's, good player. A, he's a difference maker for Auburn. He, I, yeah. Absolutely had to have that yeah. guy. Huge. Who are some for you for you that you think good and bad that you're like you know, a bad, you know bad and it's not a surprise to anybody, but man, I was hoping Smoke Monday might be better than I, you know. <laughs> he's just not. Yeah. I mean he's not. Uh, yeah. I, you know, he's just one of those guys that uh you know, he's he's very um, noticeable because he's got that swag and he's all over the place and he's in front of the cameras and this and that, and he's doing all that. But man, he's just not on the field. He's just not making it happen, dude. I mean, he's a, he's a liability for Auburn in the passing game. In my opinion, um, I thought Ladarius Tennyson would be the dude at nickel this year. I really did. I, uh, I, yeah. I, 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 can't, I don't even know if he's still on the team. That's I see him one. on the Tic Tac making videos, but I haven't <laughs> seen him on the team. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and most of my complaints going to be with the secondary because I, I feel like they've cost that they, 
they've cost Auburn some some points, obviously. Um, uh, but uh, Rogers been good uh, offensively. Uh, Jarquez has been oh, you know better than anybody could have guessed. I mean, yeah, you know, he, he, he um, Jarquez. Oh, John Samuel Shinker. Hey, now, come on with it, big dog. Yeah. Now, he's had a yeah. fantastic season. Now, hey, all those cats have, man. Luke Deal. Uh, what, whatever happened to the Juco guy, Brandon Walker? That's not his Frazier. name. Frazier, yes. I haven't yeah, seen he, him as much, and he came in with as much. You know, he, when Auburn signed him out of Juco, you know, he was the big deal. I thought he was going to take over and be that number one tight end. But, damn, John Samuel Shanker, uh, Luke Deal. We saw Landon King. He's been playing some more, and I think Cole or somebody – Maybe it was Dong Dong today on the trampoline said uh, <laughs> on, on the corner of the message board that we were going to see a lot more Landon King. Yeah. Uh, so the tight ends, dude, the tight ends have been phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, not only catching the ball, but but uh, but blocking as well. I'm sure Cole has seen some blocks that these guys have made. Been very yeah. impressed with the with the tight ends. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I don't really watch the offensive line. I, I'm doing good just to tell you who's starting. Uh, defensive line. Nobody's really, you know, made a difference in tackles for loss. That I, can, I mean, I, I barely noticed Pegues. Uh Now, people say he's been playing really good. I think Cole's a big fan of Pegues on the D-line. I think he's getting more reps, but I haven't really noticed him much. You know, the, uh, the candid observer I am. <laughs> uh, but uh, but those are some of the guys, man. The tight ends, the defensive backs on the down low, the tight ends on the up. Um, Leota, obviously, to me, has been the newcomer of the year uh, on defense, at least Jarquez offense. Um, but uh, those are some of the, the the highs and lows for me for first half of the season. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you covered just about everybody. I was thinking of Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going down. Uh, the... <laughs> I'll I'll add Jalen Simpson. I think he mm-hmm. has been a huge spark to the defense, especially. Uh, you know, I noticed that Nehemiah Pritchett played maybe less than he has been against Arkansas. <clears throat> Simpson played more. So, you know, Pritchett had a rough game against Georgia. We know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I don't know, you could call that a fluke maybe because he's played well in every other game. But, hey, I, I think he may have gotten a few snaps taken away from him given to Jalen Simpson, and, and Simpson keeps playing well. So, uh, he's, he's one that surprised me for the better. I, I thought he, you know, I didn't know he'd bring such a spark to the defense. I'll put it that way. Um you know, Kevin still loved that kid. Like, thought he was NFL quality cornerback. I mean, he really yeah. loved Jalen Simpson. Really did. And Roger McCreary. Really thought both of those guys were NFL corners. Well, well uh, he's, he's been good before in evaluations. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, say what you want about Kevin Steele, but he's put some players in the league. So, he knows what he's looking at. Uh, and I think both of those guys are, you know, probably NFL players down the road. Definitely Roger. Maybe even Pritchett, oh, too. You know, what game did yeah. Jalen Simpson return? I'm trying to think. What did he uh, was he back for LSU or yeah, he was yeah, he played LSU. He played, um, I think he started getting some snaps in the Georgia State game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Where'd he come back from? At, he was he just he had a he had a groin injury. Oh. <clears throat> um, but no, I was looking at you mentioned Nehemiah Pritchett. Nehemiah Pritchett played 71 snaps against LSU. Uh, of course, they were airing it out. Um, yeah. But then he played 46 against Georgia, 47 against Arkansas. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, you know, so I don't know. He's, he's about on par. He's had a number of games about that 40, 40-ish snap range. But I think uh, I think Jalen Simpson playing a little bit more. Simpson played more snaps against uh, 
Arkansas than Pritchett did. Jalen Simpson played 67 snaps to Pritchett's yeah. 47. Yeah, just from eyeballing it, that's what I thought. I mean, I mean, you go from being the the corner you're matching up with, you know, you're you're putting on an island out there to losing 20 to 30 snaps a game. So that's to me that speaks to Jalen Simpson coming in and bringing it, that extra. To me, he brings physicality. I mean, he he's a great tackler in the secondary, and he's he wraps you up, doesn't he? He knows how to wrap those ankles up. Very good. He's very good at it. So that yeah. that was something that was needed, obviously. A lot of the secondary's problems have been uh, tackling anyway. So, uh, it, which brings me to my guy, who I would say is number one on my list for most, uh, you know, biggest surprise in in the best way is Zion Puckett. To me, I, I didn't expect him to to be the safety next to Smoke Monday. I mean, I wasn't like Jeffrey was saying. I thought it would be Tennyson or, or maybe Knighton because you know we heard a lot about Knighton coming in. He played a lot of football in his career. And he's playing pretty well, too. Uh, had the big pick in LSU game. But Puckett's, I mean, he's playing a lot of snaps. I know that for a fact. He's in there all the time. And he's always around the football. And he's actually been in some man coverage situations and done pretty well. He had that one completed on him in the LSU game. Boutte. That yeah. Was... And, and Trey Lombard got him. Well, I mean, <laughs> that guy's a first-rounder. So, yeah. Yeah, Zion. So you mentioned Zion. Look, you, you know, you, I, I'm more, I'm more bummed that, that Badarius Knighton. I, I thought Badarius Knighton was going to be better. You know, it's not really a slam on Puckett. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you, you yeah. probably like Puckett more than me, but I, I thought Badarius Knighton was potentially was going to start at that other spot and, and be a, a better player. And he, yeah. he plays a lot, but he's not quite. I think Jeffrey hit it. That whole secondary, really. I mean, we know what we had in McCreary and Pritchett and Simpson. And I think for the most part, they've been what they needed to be, right? Pritchett had a bad game against Georgia, um, but they underestimated Lad McConkey. I mean, that that, that, that kid can run. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's good. But I think for the most part, the, those three have been, you know, but but like Monday in pass coverage, Kaufman, you don't see him as much. Tennyson's yeah. MIA. Uh you know, Knighton, eh, you know, like, so that, that's some of those guys, Drayshawn Miller, like he, he comes like with all these, this high praise and he's just, yeah. I don't even, I mean, might as well not even be on the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that secondary is probably the biggest group that there's a, there's a number of like, you know, cause before the season, it was the secondary might be the strength. So many guys are rotating, yeah. so many players. And I, I don't see that now. No, definitely not. It's, that's been an interesting deal there. But, like I said, I think they're starting to play a little better. But um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, obviously the receivers, the three, I would say, well, maybe two, Canyon and Capers, I thought for sure those guys would be more involved. And and I'll even throw Javaris Johnson in there. I mean, when we were talking to people, you know, that were close to the program and, and knew things and saw how things were going. They were like, yeah, man, Javaris Johnson's going to be one of the top receivers here. I mean, he's going to have a lot of catches. He's got some big plays, but he's not like a, he's not like a guy that they're going to 10 times a game. I mean, they, they get him on the deep ball every once in a while, maybe a drag or something, but I, I thought he would be more involved in that way. And that he hasn't been. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a lingering injury, but, that's one that sort of shocked me a little bit, and and uh, and then Canyon and Capers just basically no shows. 
They're starting to go to Capers a little bit more targeting him like once or twice a game. But, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not one of the top guys at all. And I thought he would be for sure. But uh, go ahead, Jeffrey. No, I'm sorry. Fin- finish up because I'm going to transition for us. I, I was just going to say offensive line too. Okay. Two guys. One guy I thought has played better than I expected is Nick Brahms. Yeah. A guy that has played worse than I expected is Brandon Council. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. I could go into it, but I'll just leave it at that. I think- okay, now see, so so from the casual observer like myself when it comes to offensive line, the only time I notice him was when they give up a sack or have penalties. <laughs> yeah. And right. he's done that quite a while, quite a, quite enough because I've I've seen this. Uh, I think he had two penalties in the first half against Arkansas. Yeah. Um, so yes. It's kind of like the DPs too, man. You know, unless they're getting burned or something, you don't really hear their names. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so going back to the DBs, and we're talking about how they, all the guys they brought in the offseason, these transfers guys, we were thought that this is going to be a big strength. And we see what we, what they've got right now. And then when we see what, what we know what they're trying to do in this recruiting class, which is bring in more guys. I mean, load up in the secondary. They obviously don't have the confidence in the guys they have now or the guys coming up because we know that they're probably or ideally they would like to take two JUCO safeties. Uh, we, we know Juwan Gaston, uh, who who signed, I think, back in December, qualified, but got in late and ended up going to Hutchinson Community College. Yeah. You know, they, they want to bring him back in in January. He want to bring his team. They want to bring bro- both safeties from Hutchinson, Juwan Gaston, Marquis Gilbert. They want to bring in a JUCO cornerback. We know Ke- Keontae Scott's the top target there. Uh, and then you've got already, you've got Caleb Wooden committed. You've got Kobe Albert committed. You've got Trey Donaldson committed. Um, and they want more. You know, they're going after the Jadarian Rhyme kid that's committed to LSU from Valdosta. Um, Austin Osbury from uh, Lafayette, New Orleans, Baton, and the car, isn't it? Baton Rouge, I think, yeah. University lab. He's in university lab. Yeah, university Rouge. lab. Right. Yeah. Uh, so man, they want to, they're wanting to load up in that defensive backfield once again. So that kind of just kind of gives you an idea of what they feel like they need now. Um, so, and, and both of those guys we talked about uh, yesterday in the war room, um, you know, Auburn's Zach Etheridge has been all over the country this week. All the coaches have, I think it's been very impressive. Um, to see what they do and to see who they're targeting. That's what I enjoy the most is, I, you know, who's important to them. Um, you, we've seen them go out and hit 2023 guys in Texas. Zach Etheridge was there uh, Thursday um, hitting some guys in Guyton, which is in you know, a couple of stud DBs. Um, talk Cadillac Williams down in Fort Myers, seeing Richard Young, a five-star running back, 2023. Uh, so, uh, seen, uh, you know, we have high expectations. We, uh, as – people who follow this we have high expectations higher expectations for Auburn's 2023 class than we do 2022 although what we've seen so far has been very very encouraging uh for this 2022 class uh, so uh i think when i look at the bigger picture hope when you go back to the first of the start of the show and kind of what my big pick i'm looking at recruiting too i'm keeping that in mind i'm thinking about what eston harrison with ej harrison drew bobo both said after the georgia loss um you know they were they they were encouraged by what they saw, uh, yeah. both committed so, shortly thereafter. Uh, so, and we've, you know, Austin Osbury, cornerback from uh, Baton Rouge down there. You know, LSU with LSU, Orgeron's gone at the end of the year. Florida State's sucking it up, and Auburn's just poaching. I mean, that's what they're doing. And at this point, we, we talked about this before, but 
you know, we've gone through the COVID year and all these kids kind of committed early. Everybody was trying to get a spot. And, and now it's, it's the big reset, right? I mean, everybody's Travion Williams has been committed to Florida state. He's opened things up. Travion, uh, Fagan's decommitted from Miami, went to Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Trey Woody's thinking about flipping. So, uh, Jamar James just decommitted from Florida. A lot of these guys are reopening. I mean, it's, it's the big reset right now. And Auburn is in a great position um, to take advantage of that. Some of these guys that made a decision early, uh, but are, but are reconsidering and, uh, and Auburn certainly, uh, right there for a lot of these guys. Yeah. You mentioned the secondary, by the way, <clears throat> and yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at it, McCreary is going to go pro. Pritchett, yeah. I mean, he's a senior. Pritchett's a junior, could go pro. Uh, Smoke's gone. Um, but Eris Knighton is a senior. He was a grad transfer. So, um, and then, I mean, even, uh, yeah, so I mean, those four guys are gone, but you're talking about two of your two of your top three corners are gone. So there's going to be some rebuilding um, that happens in the uh, in the secondary as well as even linebacker. I mean, gosh, if Papo goes pro, Wooten and McLean are both seniors, and they're all gone. So they're a defense is going to be completely rebuilt next next season. I mean, you, you're losing a lot at secondary linebacker. Um, are all these we'll are see. all these regular seniors, Justin? Because I'm. I, the, the super seniors is what I've always considered, right? So if you were a senior last year, it doesn't matter because you're now a super senior, right? You've got the extra year of eligibility from COVID. Yeah, if they want to use it, I guess, yeah. And so, <laughs> okay. so if you're Zacoby or Chandler, so Chandler could come back. And Zacoby, you know, maybe it depends. Um, Papo seems like, well, I don't know, his injury, you know, him being out, maybe there's more to think about there. He's, he's primed to go to the NFL at some point. But, uh, but you're right about the secondary. There's guys that – you know, I just felt like Pritchett is going to go anyway. I don't know. I just – I could see him jumping. I could see him jumping uh, jumping and, and, and get – because he's, he's a good enough athlete to, to get drafted probably. Yeah. Um, he'll test so, well, I think. Yeah, he'll test well. And, you know, he might – he might – he might uh, – especially if he thinks Jalen – if he thinks he's going to get some stamps taken next year. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. So you guys talked about recruiting. Uh, obviously, the the war room is up on AuburnLive.com. Um, Auburn gets the two offensive tackles. We're waiting on Darius Clemens. We're waiting on on Tay Woody. Um, where Woodard. where do things stand? Woodyard. Um, where obviously so we need to, we probably need to mention this on three hundred. Is going to happen here like any time now. On the, the, the on three is going to have their rankings that are going to come out, and by signing day, there will be rankings and 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 and, and top twenty five schools and, and and all that stuff. So it's like it's a little hard for us to say you know where because we don't exactly know where Auburn's kids are going to be ranked. Right. To to then say if they're going to finish with the top eighteen or a fifteen or a yeah, 12 that's class. tough, man. Yeah. Um, but. So we'll wait. We'll wait before we can kind of give those give those projections. Um, but are y'all hearing the things that you want to hear from kids in terms of the, trying to build a, a culture and a build a program? I mean, are, are there are there are they the things that um, you know? Because I remember back in the beginning, right? Like we heard I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Jay Fair, real beginning, that said, "I trust Harson. I just trust him." And Michael Riley Dugger too. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still hearing that kind of stuff from? from yeah, oh yeah. As a matter of fact, more so now. I mean, because we, we we've had a bigger sample size, right? You're looking at what these guys have done on the road at Penn State, the, the, the two losses, right? Um, yeah. And these kids see that, and they visited, and you know, kids from 
Washington, Malik Agbo. I talked to him Thursday night. You know, Eric Kesaw went up there and saw him play. Uh, went and saw Darius Clemens on Friday. Um, Malik Agbo is you know this big, big offensive tackle who's going to either choose Auburn, Florida, Miami, Oklahoma, or Texas. And I'm telling you, this kid really likes Auburn. He's never been. He's coming for the Mississippi State game. Um, but when you got kids up in Washington State and up in Oregon, Darius Clemens, uh, who's Auburn been on for a long time, he'll probably come back for the Iron Bowl. Um, those guys, they see it, and uh, they see the chance to play. They like what these guys are doing. Um, everything, to me, so far has been very positive. And, and and I think a lot of that has to go with, yeah, sure, they've won some ball games, right? But the way that they've lost the two that they have, I think there's – it's Again, I keep using this word encouraging, man. You you look at it, it's not a it's not a Gus Malzahn loss. You know, all the Auburn fans know what I'm talking about. Gus Malzahn wouldn't shit the bed, right? I mean, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, okay, well, you know, you lost with the same five plays. I mean, the X's and O's that this this staff is putting on the field is winnable at, at any game. I love the and I, what do I know about, but I'm just telling you what I've seen is these guys putting in game plans and stuff that's yeah, man, it's working. Yeah. If they just had the Jimmys and Joes, um, I, 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 that's that's the vibe I've gotten from everybody across the country, from not only 2022 guys but 2023 guys as well. Man, we we talked about the visitor list for the Georgia game and all those stud D linemen and guys from the 2023 class that were there. Um, you know, n- not once have I heard you know uh, you know boo boo. You know, it's it's all very positive. I'm I'm very curious to see. I don't think Auburn's going to slam dunk this class i don't think they're going to get everybody that we talk about each week um but i think they're going to get you know half of them uh at least i mean uh when you look at the big dogs that we've talked about malik agbo darius clemens curtis perry on uh, you know uh uh edge terry williams what's his name trevion trevion williams uh austin osbury you know, Jadarian Rhyme, all these kids that they're going after, Tr- Trayvonte Citizen, uh, the LSU commitment. Uh, so there's a lot of big dogs, man. I don't, but but if Auburn can get like half of them, and then finish out with some of these culture guys, these fits that Harson loves, then um, I think it's going to be a great class. I don't know, like you said, Justin. I don't know where it's going to rank. I don't know what you know South Carolina is going to end up doing, or Oregon, or anybody else, Texas, whoever. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do. But if Auburn gets half of those guys and gets some guys to fit. Um, that they want some Juco guys and then hit that portal. Uh, we, we saw them going after the Syracuse wide receiver uh, offered him this past week. Um, so they're out there, they're busting butt, but I think it's going to be a very respectable class, regardless of where it's ranked. And then my expectation for that 2023 class is going to be top 15 at worst. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's possible. Uh, yeah, I'll add too, Jeffrey, that that some of the some of the responses that I've gotten are just the relentlessness that's paying off because where before we'd see kind of the staff would maybe miss on a guy and then and then circle you know down to the next level that they have the next tier that they've they've evaluated and go okay let's let's try for these guys now we'll still recruit this guy that committed elsewhere but we're gonna we're gonna focus on on a guy that we think we have a better shot with. That's not how this staff operates. They have a certain list of guys they think fit the program. They think are talented enough, you know, to be NFL guys or whatever, the guys they like. And those are the guys that they recruit until the very end. They put all their effort. I'm not going to say that they put all their eggs in one basket, but if they don't land some of these guys, 
you know, it's going to be tough because they're putting a lot of effort in there for, for the guys that are committed elsewhere because they're the guys they saw, you know, at the very beginning of the class and said, these are, these are, our, our, these are the guys we want. And they're not quitting on them. And that mean, that means something to the ones they're recruiting. Yeah. You know, the guys you mentioned, like, like Rhyme, he's been there a long time. They, they offered him in February, I think, or March. Um, you know, LaTerrence Welch is one, another one that's at LSU that, that, uh, has oh, been yeah. recruited by Auburn for a long time. DeMario Deuce Spurlock. What'd you say? Deuce Spurlock. Yeah, Deuce Spurlock and um, Miles Pollard, Micah Pollard. They're going out. <laughs> yeah, Robert Woodyard. Robert Woodyard's another yeah. one. He's been. I mean, he's been hearing from Auburn since Harson got there, basically. And and they don't quit on these guys. And that's that can be really dangerous. It's it's kind of a you know a thin line there, but I think they're gonna they're gonna win some of those battles. I think. And uh, it's looking like they're going to get a few right now. They still got a ways to go, um, but you know they don't have they don't have a ton of spots left. So they have the luxury of of really you know throwing the book at these guys and trying to get them, which is you know you'd like to see that as an Auburn fan that they're gonna they're gonna go for the best guys no matter what, doesn't matter where they're committed. They're going to fight to the end for them. So that's that's what I hear from the recruits. You, Justin, you know, what are you hearing? What's the response? That's what they say. Just the relentlessness is big. Can I make this observation? And I don't, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just an observation. But I remember in the beginning, we heard a lot about, oh, the staff's too uptight. Um, They they, they, they better loosen up. You know, if they want to land these kids, they better have more fun. Um, They're all ball. They're too serious. Heard a lot about that. It seems like I heard rumblings of that. Uh, and Going. I can see that. I can see that, right? Like I can see Brian Harson. Now that we've, I've, I listened enough to Brian Harson, I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, but yeah. in the beginning, I was like, mm, maybe they should lose. Like I was kind of on the side of, may, may, you know, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey. I don't know. Like you, you've obviously been through staffs. I've, I've seen what a fun-loving, you know, jovial staff can land. Like I've been through the trooper and the looper and the, the days and, and you get like you can get some studs um yeah. but i think we would all agree that that culture turned to shit that's exactly so, right um, absolutely <laughs> Good so point. i'm looking back now thinking you know the more i've watched harson i go hey that's perfectly fine because i'm gonna tell you right now if they don't stick to their guns and recruit kids that love football, that love – if they don't, they won't last in, the, in under Brian Harson. Like, so the people that are like, we need to do more – you know, we need to loosen up so we can get these – no, no, you don't. You, you better just let them recruit the right guys yeah. because they won't last under that staff the way that Harson wants to run things. It, That's it ain't right. going to work. That's exactly well, – absolutely. It goes, it goes back to the word fit, right? It, he doesn't – this staff – and. I'm talking more about Harson. I mean, everybody has their own personality in recruiting, but they all, you know, fall under the umbrella of the coach's personality, obviously. But he's not interested in, you know, doing something that's not what they do in order to get a player. They have a certain culture that they want there. They have a certain, you know, fit, as as they say, that could mean in, in, in the way they play, in their talent level, in their character, in the way they do things, in their work ethic, all of that. That's what they're going for, and if the guy doesn't fit the bill, then they probably won't keep recruiting him for a long time. Because we saw a, a you know, 
everybody kept talking about how many offers were going out back in January, February, March, just offers left and right. I mean, they probably offered 100 DBs, right? And now we look at the DV board, and there's only like, what, seven guys on there, Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. So, or seven or eight on the corner board, and then you got some safeties. I mean, 10 altogether, maybe. Yeah. Well, they, they narrowed it down. Those were the guys that fit, you know, their personality. Other guys may be more talented, but they don't fit what they're trying to do. So that's the way they roll, and uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe that's you know, maybe that's the mentality that works here at Auburn. Maybe, maybe that's that's how you get the long-lasting success. We'll see. That what is happens. how you get the long-lasting exactly. success. <laughs> <clears throat> and the talent will come, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta set the foundation and 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 get the kids and build the program, and then the, the you start winning, then you'll get that talent. You better go get the five star that the also, elite, like that super rare, right? Super talented and also fits the culture. Like you better go get those, get those guys. The Derek, the Derek Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, any parting shots? Anything we didn't cover that you want to hit on before we head out? No, you know, next weekend will be big. Uh, Ole Miss coming into town. Got some official visits coming in. Marcus Gilbert's coming. Um, Probably, though, the biggest thing we'll be watching next weekend is basketball recruiting. Chance Westry's coming in. Um, London Johnson, the 2023 point guard from Georgia, is coming over for an official visit. Most importantly, Jairus Walker is going to Houston for an official visit and then will be announcing his commitment November 4th. So a uh, lot building up to next weekend. Enjoy this off week. Watch you some football. Drink you some uh, 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 Zimas if you've got some. Have you a cigar and uh get ready for next weekend yeah no doubt yeah i'll say too with the coaches out on the road right now we saw a bunch of offers go out to 23 guys 24 guys but i wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a couple more 22 guys get some offers um so be on the lookout for that i think they're probably with these visits gonna help lock up maybe a few guys and get some guys in the class here in the next month or maybe weeks we'll see so uh you know Keep an eye out for that stuff. I think recruiting is is uh, probably heating up a little bit right now. Heating up, and the better Auburn does on the field, the more it's gonna the more it's gonna heat up and and uh, you know maybe change things a little bit. Certainly, maybe it won't cause new offers, but maybe they get back in the game or can sway a kid that's on the fence or something like that. So mm-hmm. yep. we will see. All right, appreciate everybody joining us. Thanks, guys. Uh, AuburnLive.com. Make sure to subscribe if you aren't. Uh, like Jeffrey said, enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week as Auburn prepares for Ole Miss. See ya. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.